0: Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. Scalar, learning, give me that What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today, we have a very special guest. All the guests are always special, but this is especially special because we got somebody on the show who's not only doing something incredible in the massive ed tech revolution that is unfolding for us, but he's also a very close friend of mine. And it's, a, it's an amazing story, and not only that, it's an incredible mission. So who I have on the show today is a gentleman named Richard Beagle, okay? And Richard Beagle was all about commercial real estate. He worked in commercial real estate in Las Vegas for 35 years. Uh, But now prompted by him having two beautiful daughters recently uh, and wanting to just figure out how to raise them to be happy and healthy adults, he has started MindEDU. So MindEDU is a massive online open course platform that will be a best of compilation of the works of greatest of the greatest researchers in early childhood development to provide parents validly researched and trustable methods to give their children their very best chance of a happy healthy future so if you hear that that mission is incredible now this is an earlier level uh, edtech startup than i've interviewed in the past But so the reason why i wanted to bring richard on the show is because i think the mission is incredible i think his reasons for for pursuing this type of a business are really sincere and authentic and amazing and I think he's onto something incredible and the reason for that I'd say the biggest reason uh, out of several is that he's gotten some of the biggest names in this field to sign on and be a part of his project which I think is going to make I think is going to make the entire thing work uh, really well so without further ado Richard welcome to the show
1: Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we we've known each other for a few years, I guess. Uh, what, since we were embryos?
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh yeah, it's been it's <laughs> been about it's been about a solid four years, I think. So that's awesome. And yeah. and I'm super happy for you. Yeah. So first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump into MindEDU. Tell us about how you got here and what you did prior to starting MindEDU. Okay. Um
1: so d- d- yeah, and thanks. Thanks. Um for everything, having me on and in, in the great intro. Um, yes, I've been a developer for uh, a commercial real estate developer for thirty-some years. I have had the good fortune to be involved in some of the larger, uh, more high-profile projects in the Southwest. If any of your listeners have been to Las Vegas and spent too much money shopping, there's a good chance that they stopped by the Forum Shops at Caesars Palace that is still the highest-grossing shopping center per square foot on the face of the planet. And I was working for the developer of the form shops uh, during the second phase. And um, there have been many other uh, extraordinary projects uh, that I've had the good fortune to be involved in. And what led me to this is I have a son and daughter in their 30s, and I was gifted. Uh, I'm just so grateful um, that, uh, that I have two identical twin, uh, now three-year-old little girls in my life. And when I went, looking, it was about a year and a half ago, I went looking for preschools. And I was shocked to discover nothing had changed. And I, I was just, it was like, where's the disconnect? And so it sent me on a mission um, to start looking while I was trying to keep the other business going. And about a month into that, I got a health scare. Uh, It was a bad one. Um, The good news is it was just a health scare. But there's a, a gift that you get from that, and it requires no effort on your part. And it's that what becomes discreetly illuminated is what's most important to you and it was my daughter's and if that kind of education didn't exist that i needed to create it and that's where we're good at as developers we, we 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 see the opportunity we we uh take on the risk and you know we get after it um <laughs> this one turned out to be a bit of a bigger project because it it quickly evolved um into something much much bigger than just a preschool or, or an education for for preschool caregivers. What I realized is that the the that it starts from birth. That parents needed this almost more than the teachers, and they both needed to be basically parents and and the caregivers. Whether it's the piano teacher, preschool caregiver, babysitters, that they all needed to be singing from the same songbook, and. And I've been working on this now for, uh, for over a year, and we're creating this website um, to give the gifts of this research. That was the next mind-blowing discovery, that there's so much just life-changing research that's locked up. It, it's not locked up. It's just that these professors, and they acknowledge it. It's frustrating for them, but they have this life-changing research that's not commonly known and we're changing that.
0: And so if we if we boil it down it's essentially this. You sought an answer to the question of how do I raise my kids to be happy and healthy? I mean really happy and healthy. And what you found, what you were astounded by found, finding is that there is a def- there's a pretty definitive answer that is the amalgamation of of the research of a few really really key folks in this in this field, but yet it's not being disseminated. And that's that's the disconnect that you're trying to solve. You're trying to take that information. And the the amazing thing is that you've gotten to, you went out and you got in touch with these notable professors. You don't have a background in education necessarily. You're like you said a uh, commercial real estate developer. But you you went out and you reached out and you contacted them. You got them all on board. So tell us how did that transpire? How did you get all of these famous folks, uh, famous authors and professors to sign on to this project?
1: Tenacity. <laughs> the mission was too important. I, I, um, it, it's my why. It connects with my why. Um, I, I, I realized that this that this work could make the world a much more beautiful place that my daughters were going to grow up in. And that, <laughs> that, that why is, that's deep. That just goes, that just goes deep. And it was, it it became, it became a mission that, that had, that there was, there was simply no, there was no stopping. There was, there was no, was not an option at, at any point. And so I... The first person I reached out to, um, John Medina, that, um, if, if your readers, some of your readers, no doubt will be, or your listeners will be familiar with his books. Um, and if you're not, they're, they're gems. Uh, uh John Medina, 35 years, he's, uh, he was originally trained as a, uh, molecular biologist, but primarily what he's done is studied how the brain learns. And, uh, he talks in this Google talk, uh, about uh, in a presentation to Google about how it was uh, an academic exercise in given what we know about how the brain learns how would we design a school how would we design a workplace and so the first book he wrote was brain rules it became a New York Times bestseller followed it up with brain rules for baby and subsequently two other books and and that was that was the book that really opened my eyes to some of the research that was out there um, and so I made it my mission to, to have a conversation with him. Uh, it, it took a few months as you can appreciate uh, being a New York times, bestselling author. Uh, but we finally had, had lunch uh, in Seattle and immediately became fast friends. Um, John's on board as an advisor. He's been key to all of it. And as we identified who else I needed to reach out to, um, which was, which was a, a, a long list, um, it was it was the same mission. and and the I think for uh, I know this, for every one of the people who have gotten on board, they've connected with where my passion comes from, where my why comes from and and they get they get the mission. They know that their work has the potential to change lives, millions of lives, and that's what we that's what we are going to do.
0: So let's talk about the next steps, which I know you're working hard on getting your ducks in a row. And so you have this disconnect between the uh, essentially the key, if you want to characterize that as the holy grail for raising happy and healthy kids, but it's not being disseminated. You're there to change that. What can we expect to see? Because like I said, we're, we're, we're talking to you at a, at a pivotal point where you're j- just on the precipice of building all of this amazing content and disseminating it. What What is this going to look like a year from now in terms of h- how you're going to change this issue and actually get the information out? How is it going to look?
1: We're very mindful of the – essentially the audience Our People who have young children, that's, that's the, that's the target. Those are the critical years. Those are the years when I, I love how Julie Gottman and, and the Gottman Institute, the Gottmans are like the godparents of emotional intelligence. Um, just their work is brilliant and is such a gift. And I love how Julie Gottman puts it. She said that, that uh, a, a young child's brain is like wet cement. Um, and the prints that you put now last a lifetime so our focus is early early childhood and it's millennial parents primarily that are having that have children of that age and when you think about millennials they're the ones that grew up with the internet they look to the internet for answers and and if you think of their life and by the way you know even though I'm not of that age cohort I'm living it I'm I'm a single father of identical twin girls Uh, I have primary custody, and time is by far my most precious commodity, and when you need answers, you need them now, you need them easily accessible, and you don't have a lot of time to get to the answer. And so that's the way the website's going to be designed, that it's easily searchable, that the information is chunked into little bites short videos, vignettes that, that deliver whatever the content is we want to get across. And then we use artificial intelligence and 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 the latest in cognitive neuroscience to help that memory stick. So parents... Not only initially get the message, but then there's follow up so that it so that it stays there in the mind. There's a uh, an app that's going to be part of it. so it, it just a, a general reminder at, at the times knowing how the brain forgets over time that, that it that it trickles back and reminds you of this is what you learned a week ago, this is what you learned two weeks ago, so that it's there and immediately accessible. When your child is exhibiting a behavior or where you want to contribute to their growth so, so that you can immediately access what you saw in a brief vignette weeks or months ago.
0: Let's, let's give a uh, concrete example. So let, let me f- pull from everything that you've learned by working with all these you know, the people who are on the forefront of this industry. Give me an example of a common question that parents often have that maybe there's murky answers out there and then how they would then pull this, uh, one of these videos and get, get an answer for one of the, one of these very tricky and important questions. Wow. There's
1: so many. Um, let me, let me use one that, that some parents may know about because some of her work is starting to get out there. Uh, wonderful work by Carol Dweck at Stanford. She studied for years, um, uh, children's uh, motivation. Um, and and there's a, so conceptually, Let me. I'll give you an example of how we would convey this. And, I, and I'll bet if you set your timer, this is not even going to take two minutes. So your second grader comes home, and this will be a video. So there'll be a video of it being done right. Well, it's one video, but it being done wrong and then being done right. So your second grader comes home, gets an A on a test. Like most parents, very proudly you say, we're so proud of you. You are so smart. Third, now a year later, third grade gets a little harder. They come home, they get a C on their test. Now, there's two types of feeling bad. One is guilt. Guilt is positive because guilt is, I did wrong. Guilt is motivating, guilt is fixable. The bad one is shame. Shame is, I am wrong. What that third grader is feeling is shame. Shame you don't talk to anybody, you don't talk to your parents, you don't talk to your teacher because it's about you. And what they're feeling is shame because that C means they're not smart anymore. And it goes downhill from there. I know, I went through that and I made the mistake with my old son. He went through that. Replay this whole scene with Carol's work. Second grader comes home, gets an A on the test. And instead of saying, you're so smart, you say, I'm proud of you, you must have worked so hard. Third grader comes home now, C on the test, Instead of feeling shame, they're feeling guilt. I can do better. I just need to work harder. Bam. Massive trajectory difference in life. And she's done this work for 30, 40 years. So she's seen the consequences of it, not just from young age, but seen how through elementary school, through high school, into college and into life. Bam. Lesson delivered. This, like is,
0: this is, um, and that's amazing. And, and I know in education, the school that I work at, They try to actually, I mean, as teachers there, we read the works of Carol Dweck. We talk about her all the time in terms of growth mindset and and a lot of the other big buzzwords that she uses. And uh, so I'm very familiar with this type of, this very deliberate way of speaking to kids. But what about for parents of kids who are a bit older, let's say fifth grade, sixth grade, and they've been going in this way for a while, right? And and so maybe they've been delivering, you know, without knowing they've been delivering the wrong message. Are there going to be videos in terms of for older kids as well, for course correction, or is this more going to be geared towards really in those critical, key critical earlier years?
1: It, it's going to be geared for the key critical years, but one of the things we're going to do for the benefit of the researchers and the benefit of parents coming on to this is we're going to have connections to, links to those, professors' other work so that, so that people can go and take a look at it. And Carol's work shows that you can still do it. Google and Amazon are doing this for, for adults that are in their 20s, 30s, 40s. So growth mindset can be you can change your your approach to life um, using her work. I mean, it's, it's brilliant work. And, and I, can, I mean, the, the, how I could go on. I mean, we've got Victoria Talwar, the the most respected Researcher in the world on on children lying, we've got Dr. Adele Diamond, recognized as one of the fifteen most influential neuroscience, and her work on executive function is just exemplary. Um, uh, Ross Thompson, uh, uh, who's internationally recognized authority on social emotional development, um, was uh, president. uh, Currently, is president of the board of directors of Zero to Three, and he's going to be joining us. Uh, There's just giant, and they just have extraordinary gifts. I mean, here's, here's another one I'll give you an example of. So conceptually, I think most parents think, and I would agree if you would ask me, that reading to their children is something absolutely you should do. And yes, that's true. Think about how we evolved, though. Reading is relatively new. We evolved. We used to sit around the campfire, the tribe, the village. We would listen to stories and think about that relationship between a storyteller and a child. The child has to pay attention. They have to keep track of what's going on in the story in their mind. And there's a connection, a direct connection between the storyteller and the child. When you're reading a book, you're looking down at the book. You're not looking at the child. And research shows that that's significantly more powerful it's the language development, and re- uh, again, research shows that the, 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 the language skills that a child has at three predicts the reading comprehension and the reading skills at, at later years. And it's those language skills that get developed from the conversations that we, and storytelling has been proven to be more powerful than reading.
0: Um, that that I didn't know, and is, that's that's, that's that. amazing. Yeah, that is that is incredible. Uh, we do a and lot, and of, and, yeah. and, and we
1: it's research. Uh, this kind of research, we're going to be basing it. what makes this powerful and unique is that everything we have there, we're uh, in our mission statement. The, the second sentence in there is our highest values trust and truth. If it's on our website, it's going to be there because there's replicated science that supports those statements so that parents and caregivers going there know that they can trust. There's no longer a question. It's the, it's the biggest issue parents face, and especially millennials. Because you get these mixed messages. One thing says to do this. Something else says to do that. Your mom says to do something else. Your school teacher says to do something else. And what do you hear often? I mean, what's that common saying? Babies don't come with instructions. What does that mean? Who says it? Mothers? Grandmothers? Other mothers? And what are they saying? They're saying, we don't know. Do the best you can. What if we did know? And what if what we knew could give your child the very best chance, based on research, the best chance at a happy, healthy life? That's what my EDU is going to deliver.
0: And I think that that just nails it. That sums it up right there. Hits the nail on the head. Um, for people out there listening, so think about it, Mind EDU, it's at an earlier stage, and I know Richard is looking for folks to connect with who are interested in getting on board, learning more as this whole thing develops and unfolds, and, and hopefully it will be available and all the stuff will be available soon uh, for for parents and for educators alike out there to use this wealth of information and knowledge to really help shape and mold kids to be the best they can absolutely be. So, Richard, if people are listening out there and they want to get in touch with you, they want to talk to you more about your idea, how can they do that? Where do they go?
1: Well, the website's live. It's our temporary holding website. talks a little bit about the researchers and what we're doing. It's mindedu.com. Um, optionally and there's a there's a contact us form on there optionally if they want to send me an email directly they can reach me it's very easy richard at com.
0: this is what the EdTech revolution is all about it's all about disseminating information that's not properly being conveyed in, 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 but in an easy format and, and as we see with the evolution of places like Udemy, think Thinkific, uh, Coursera all these other amazing MOOCs uh, moOCs that what is essentially happening is we are enabling each other and ourselves as well to disseminate important information in a great digestible way and that's what this mission is all about so super exciting and this is the first time i think where we're watching something unfold on the podcast as opposed to watching it in a later stage which i think is awesome And, and it's a mission that i really stand behind and i believe in i think it's so cool so Guys, if you're listening and you missed all the information, well, it's a podcast. You can always rewind. But if you don't want to rewind... Go to our website, scalarlearning.com. Go to the podcast section and check out the write-up. All this information will be contained therein. And make sure to check back every Monday for new podcast episodes from Scalar Learning. And last but not least, if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, make sure to go to YouTube and search for Scalar Learning. We've got tons of content and a lot of new stuff coming up this year. Actually, going to be rolling out a brand new schedule in about a week or two, which be on the lookout for that. We're going to have lots and lots of... Good standardized test prep content, good test taking and studying and preparation tips, and uh, uh, some new math music videos. So keep on the lookout for our new song on logarithm, which should be dropping anytime. Thank you guys so much for joining, and I'll we'll see you all next time. Take it easy.